the share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. You know, we had, uh, we've been talking about it and we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. And John Campion denied, denied, mm-hmm. denied for 10 years. Nobody cares about Batman Beyond. But you know what? We've held the faith. We've held the yes, flame. We're true believers. And and I wasn't here yesterday, so I couldn't chime in. Neither were you. Same. And I look, I brought in my hot toy Batman Beyond figure. And within a week of me putting that on my desk, what did we hear? That there is interest in making a Batman Beyond film, which is very exciting to me. Now, I know we talked about this a little bit off camera, though, Rob, and... You're a little skeptical given who wants to make the Batman Beyond movie because we've got former Batgirl director Adil L. Arby saying, I definitely want to make a Batman Beyond movie, especially the, the quote is specifically once Matt Reeves isn't doing all the Batman, I would like to do Batman Beyond. Now, I think that they have a, still a really strong relationship with DC, despite what happened with Batgirl. Everything seems to be very, very like kumbaya, happy times over there still, even though the film got canned. I feel like this could still be a working relationship, especially with, you know, hey, I'd like to work on this property, even though something else in the Bat family, you can't. I don't know. I, that makes me kind of hopeful that there's still just positivity among them, but you don't feel the same. No. That's fair. You're a realist. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. If you spent $90 million of a studio's money, and then what you make gets canceled midstream. I mean, this this is I don't care how many people are gonna hashtag release the two guys cut or whatever. I don't the two guys cut the two guys cut. I I, I two guys I, one back. I I don't yeah two guys one back girl. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see it ever happening. Okay. And only because that that's a very weird situation. I that doesn't mean a Batman Beyond movie won't happen. I just don't think it's gonna happen with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, as we we talked about a couple weeks ago, that Batman Beyond series that's currently running, there's your movie. Absolutely. That's the movie right there. And and uh, and the thing is, James Gunn's the kind of guy that would know that, you know, running his uh, coming off the triumphant Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special and then the new upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But that... He's the kind of guy that would be like, okay, and and that comic, if because he comes from Marvel, they look to their comics to the inspiration of what they're going to make next, mm-hmm. which is something that hasn't really been done with DC live action. Yeah, but that Batman Beyond comic is such a obvious choice. It's incredible. The whole living Gotham situation is so interesting. The passing of the torch, you know, having Bruce gone and Terry without a mentor would be so so good, and you know. We will never know what the Batgirl film was, right? But in theory, in theory, we knew that, you know, Keaton was involved. So there probably was some kind of mentor-mentee relationship. It had to be better than Killing Joke, frankly. I mean, uh, the the animated adaptation. Yes. That was, hoof, hoof. But I feel like, you know, maybe this could be a redemptive story for these directors, though. Maybe they could get to have that mentor-mentee-bat relationship. Could be, could be. Could be. 
you know, but I, I, again, I don't know. It, it's still, I'm completely fascinated by the fact that these guys, obviously they did great work in Miss Marvel. Yes. They went and so they, they did this movie. It gets canceled. I, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand why that happened. I still don't get, I, I mean, I get there's debt to be paid back, but mm-hmm. there was some kind of money to be made. Did they feel that whatever Batgirl movie they make, it could not have tarnished the cinematic franchise the way Pitoff's Batgirl. Uh, Catwoman yeah. movie tarnished the franchise, the Halle Berry. I mean, that truly is how I felt about this, of just how how bad is this for you to take the loss? Or how much do you need the tax credit, honestly? Because that's really what it came down to, I think, is just right. m- they wanted, numbers they, around. They, yes, and they, but it's just a strange move. Yeah. I, I, I mean, studios have released the Dr. Doolittle movie with, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, came out. That came out. Morbius came out. I know. mean, how you know? I, I, Moonfall exists. Moonfall exists. <laughs> Much to the chagrin of those financiers, yeah. but hey, it does. But look, it just shows you that hey, Batman Beyond is in the air and everywhere, in the zeitgeist, yeah, as it is. were. Who would you want directing Bat Batman Beyond? Well, to be honest, if it was the kind of movie that is in the new series, you mm-hmm. need you need somebody visionary to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a perfect, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. I have to look around, but it's the perfect place to put a real, like an up-and-coming visionary director, maybe from a foreign director. Ooh. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a Korean director of some kind. I, But I don't know who that would be. I'd have to go look into it. Yeah. But somebody that's, or a Chinese director. Mm-hmm. But but then again, I don't know. That's a that's a great. That's I'd have to I'd have to think on that yeah. further. Well, because it, it just has such a, a Blade Runner sensibility to it yes. that happens to have comic book characters in it. That I'm really interested to see who would kind of helm this project, just because there are so many interesting sci-fi elements that you have to be able to execute really really well. In addition to delivering a classic, you know, superhero passing of the torch story. Plus that comic, if they went with this new version of the comic, there's a that's a difficult tone to strike in mm-hmm. live action. There's a lot of moving parts and any one of them done incorrectly could shatter the tone. And I think, sure. I think that's, that's the real problem. That's the real trick with these kinds of films. If you're going to do a futuristic superhero movie, the tone is very important and it's really hard to strike. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd sure like to see it though. Me too. You know what else I want to see? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Volume 3, pardon me. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you and I haven't really talked about it on this show. No. But the new trailer dropped, and everyone's speculating like today on the Campy Show. We're talking about who's going to die. Which just depresses me. Because we we have deferring views on this, too. I don't want it to be Rocket, but I think it's Rocket. Yeah, I just, you know... I, yes, I mean, I I, th- I can see why you think that, and the trailer does not dissuade me from thinking about Rocket dying. Yeah. But you know, I think in James Gunn's mind, and what we've seen, like I, I think it was was it in Infinity War when Rocket and Thor, when Rocket opens up to Thor and talks about, I, I think Rocket is a character that's earned some happiness. His snarky attitude, of course, just masks his great pain. Yeah. And and he he is an experiment. And I would love to see him. I mean, we see he finds, or or unless that's a flashback, he he has love, which we're going to talk about yes. shortly. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it because we have issues. 
We have we have issues. We've got, we've but, got several issues. But what do, what I mean, what are your expectations for first of all, how do you feel about the Guardians franchise so far? I love it. I've really enjoyed it. Because it was a comic series too that I was familiar with but not super steeped in going into the MCU. Right. Um my husband loves Guardians of the Galaxy and Logan was really, really excited about it. And the movies got me to read the comic books a bit more. But it was such a cool departure from what we'd seen. You know, it was fun, it was hip, it was just zany and i think that the tone that james gunn set has been so so cool and kind of a blueprint that i don't know if other marvel directors have been able to truly capture but have wanted to because the essence of this film is great it's got a banging soundtrack the ensemble is so great everyone works so well together and it's a story that really is about found family with a lot of heart with a raccoon at the center of that so often you know Rocket, despite his little bandit mask of, of, you know, angst and everything, he's a very emotional character who's had a lot of emotional moments and really pivotal parts, too, in the series that really pull at our heartstrings. I love this series so much. And the fact that this trailer shows them in the OG outfits and everything. We now know that Peter knows Mantis is his sister. I mean, everything I think about this should fire on all cylinders because he's got so much good stuff in the works. I think so too. I, I, I one of the things about people forget now is eight years. I think this came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. So eight years ago, when it came out, it was the first time they they ever committed to doing something pretty much in space, cosmic characters. Yeah, you know, we we went, we saw nowhere, we met the collector, we met Howard the Duck. The great thing about James Gunn is that he takes he he leans into. There's so much absurdity in comic books. But he takes that absurdity and presents it very matter-of-factly. Yeah. Like Rocket is just a, a intelligent talking raccoon with large firearms, and he's working with Groot as a, a as a criminal duo. Yeah. Because uh, reasons. Reasons. And you just buy it. He mm-hmm. just presents it to you matter-of-factly. He doesn't go, "Look at this, everybody! It's a it's a talking raccoon in his yeah. tree." They'd, and a lot of directors, and, and this is has been, I think, the problem up until well since 20 till since 2000 mm-hmm. a lot of the people that made comic book movies like i i recently rewatched mystery men mystery men is is so like huh, 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 and it you don't you don't believe like i don't believe mystery men because all the craziness is it's like rocket could exist in some pulp sci-fi novel somewhere yeah. whereas like in in mystery men there's the shoveler or whatever i just like nobody, the spleen. I, I I don't believe that. Yeah. I just I, I Casanova Frankenstein. I just it didn't. It doesn't work. It's too absurd. And then they don't they don't make you believe. Mm-hmm. Whereas Guardians made you believe. They once once you meet those characters and the way James Gunn presents them, you're in. Absolutely. You as the audience, you believe. And I I love that they they wanted to give him. They wanted to give James Gunn the cosmic, the whole cosmic part of the mm-hmm. of the MCU, and obviously it didn't quite work out that way. But I just love the fact that then James Gunn follows it up. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to bring Ego, the Living Planet, yeah. in and make it work." Exactly. And did and executed really well. We're getting Adam Warlock. I never thought we'd see Adam Warlock and stuff. No, and, and mean- the High Evolutionary and is is what is it? Anti Earth or Proto Earth? What's it? It's called something. Half world. Half is it? Half mm-hmm. world. Um, we're going to see that world. Yeah. Uh, 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 and we, we've seen it in the trailer and it's like, okay, so James Gunn is, is presenting these things in the MCU and I, and I love it. So it looks to me like 
he said this is going to be the ending of this iteration of the Guardians, which I can understand. But does everyone have to die? I mean, see, that's the thing. Does someone have to die just because this this group is coming to the end? Right. That's really why we keep speculating it, because it looks like an emotional trailer. James Gunn has talked about how this was incredibly emotional to make. But that also could just mean it's emotional because making a movie is a lot like going to summer camp. Yes, it is. Where you just form these really tight bonds very quickly and then you go away and then you got to go move on to other stuff. And he's gotten to go back to the same summer camp four times now. Right. Right. And so it's really emotional when you know that core group isn't going to be there anymore. And it could just be we see the Guardians go their separate ways because that's what they do in the comics. You know, maybe that some of them become annihilators. Maybe we have a different group. Maybe, you know, Angela swings in and Adam Warlock is taking care of business. You know, all we know is that this iteration isn't coming. I'm not sure why we're all super doom and gloom about it and assume someone's going to die. But that being said, the emotional payoff would be a chef's kiss. It would be a chef's kiss. I mean, uh, uh, look, I think the movie's going to be great. It looks like it's going to be great. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, different places this this could go. So look, I'm I'm very excited about this film. I I I've I, look. I loved Gardens of the Galaxy too. A lot I of too. a lot of people didn't for whatever reason, and I think part of the novelty had already worn off. Mm-hmm. But I really think that what it was saying about families and seeing fractured families sort of come together was was really poignant, and it worked. I mean, that's. The thing that James Gunn does too is he takes the absurd and puts it together with the emotional, yeah, and makes you so well makes you care, mm-hmm. and and that's a difficult thing to do. It really is. It is a difficult thing to do. You know, it's not difficult. What to hear a word from our sponsor? Ooh, and today's sponsor is Raycon, who you can hear super well with. You can hear super well with Raycon. That's right. We want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Raycon. Guys, the holiday season is upon us, so in the spirit of giving, allow me to give you my recommendation. Premium audio products from Raycon. Raycon's wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers offer premium sound. Anyone you gift them to will find a use for them right away. And as the person doing the gift giving, you're going to love the fact that they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. You guys know I've been using my Raycons for a long time. Every morning I get up and get on my treadmill and I love using the Raycons because they're comfortable, they fit perfectly, and most importantly, they sound great. You can find Raycon in stores now like Kohl's or Walmart, but let me tell you right now, you're always going to get the best deal at buyraycon.com slash campia. The Raycon website also offers free shipping, free returns, and buy now, pay later options, plus a 30-day happiness guarantee. So guys, right now, go to buyraycon.com slash campia to get 15% off site-wide with the code HOLIDAY, plus free shipping. That's code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash campia for 15% off your Raycon purchase. Buyraycon.com slash campia. Well, Chris, thanks to Raycon, we can all hear better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for sponsoring this episode of The Weekly Hero. Now, this brings us to us. Yes. You and I. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our issues are extreme, other times they're not. Yeah. This time we have a giant size, almost like an annual, because it's our 12th issue of Mm the show. And and you, you suggested today's topic which I think is a good topic. We're going to delve into who? We're going to talk about, well, we're now like, ooh, is this right? Layla or is it Lila? 
because we've not had the character on live. Yes, live action. Layla. I've always said Layla. Layla's good. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Eric Clapton about it. But we see Layla in the Guardians three trailer. Yes. So That's a lot of people have said like John didn't know. Yeah. So we figured we would talk about it. We have our this is our issue. We're going to talk about Layla. Yeah. We're going to talk about an incredible Hulk issue and an issue of annihilation. Yeah. There's that. Look at that. Put so him. cute. Oh, people don't say punem enough also. Punem is such a good word. such a good it's word. It's kind of like an onomatopoeia. Oh, it really is. It really is. And, and especially when you look at that picture. Here, Here's that kind of lovely uh, love story that we were talking about, too, of hoping that Rocket gets a happy ending here. Or maybe it is a flashback. But we've got two issues to talk about that I think really helps inform what's going on in this trailer and what I think we can look to as source material, inspiration, and kind of a blueprint for where Guardians Volume 3 is going. Yes. So a lot of people don't know, too, that Rocket made his debut in Incredible Hulk. In The Incredible Hulk, written by Bill Matlow. Yes. Who I love because he wrote Rom Space Night. <gasps> What's that? I know. It's based on a t- uh, uh, It was based on a toy line. Well, actually, not much of a line. One mm-hmm. toy. Um, and Rom was a big silver robot with Ooh. electronics inside. And they did a whole... Um, comic series but mm-hmm. it was pretty cool rom was fighting the dire wraiths <gasps> who were these aliens and then and then of course in the comic everybody would cross over like the x-men crossover yeah. there you go Rom because the dire wraiths pop up in annihilation yes they do ah, okay. and the dire wraiths rule yeah and of course you know people have asked they've brought back the, those i think the planets galador and they don't have all the rights now there's rights issues with Rom, so they can do a Space Knights comic, which they've done. But I don't know where Rom is exactly. But boy, uh, did I love Rom! Bill yeah. Sienkiewicz did covers for Rom, but that's part of me. Back to the Incredible no, Hulk. But he wrote great. this issue of the Incredible I, I Hulk. I love though that that's actually a really great kind of tangent because Bill, when he creates characters, loves to reuse them and find places for him. Because while this is the official first viewing of Rocket, he did throw. A there raccoon named Rocky into another comic, gosh, like seven years earlier, but it, it wasn't really established as canon that was Rocket. Right. But you can always see these kind of little machinations of him of, I like this character and I'm going to do something with it. So in The Incredible Hulk, number 271 is when we first get Rocket appearing. And this is back in the early 80s, 82, I 82. believe. And we go to Half World. Hulk ends up on Half-World, is very confused about what's going on, why he's there, meets these little cuddly creatures, Rocket, as well as another little, I believe, a bunny on this one. Yeah. Um, There we go. Over here, I believe. And also, Layla. And so Hulk gets introduced to them. It's a planet that's populated by sentient talking animals, and that's where Rocket's from, kind of working as a- And where have we seen that before? Recently on in screen in the trailer, which I really am hoping that that's where we have. I know a lot of people are saying it's counter earth. That's what it was. Counter. Yeah, earth. But I like this idea of specifically half world just because of the comic or uh, right. origins. I think that'd be really, really cool to have that on. there. Well, because the high evolutionary created counter. earth. Yes. But so we have this really, really cool kind of look into an off-world like planet similar to ours, but different with all these little cuddly creatures who also have, you know, their own Bible. They have their own belief system. They love weapons. It's a really, really cool first look at all of them. And the art is so fun too. It's just like bombastic. Maybe this is where Jackson, Jackson, the, 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 the rabbit from the Star Wars comics, like Star Wars, the first Marvel, I think it's issue eight. Yeah. You know, 
Jackson. Maybe that's. I Maybe like he's that. from here too. I don't know. I mean, it's not canonical, but you never know. Mm-hmm. I would love to if maybe that would actually be pretty funny if Jackson Jackson could be in this movie. I would love because I could like see James egg. Gunn doing that because yeah. D- Disney owns them both. Yeah, why not? So Make why a not? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. They can they can hyperdrive, and some of the Star Wars properties supposedly are about time travel. So why couldn't you pop around to other times and galaxies? Uh, that's why not. It'd be real, real fun. Um, what's one of the fun things about this comic too is that you know these creatures are as weirded out by the Hulk as he is by them. Right. So it just makes for a fun fish out of water story, which I know is a big like theme of yours. That you I enjoy, love those. I love those stories. Which is real, real great. There's also these killer clowns in space. It's just a banana storyline. Gosh, the '80s were weird. There was a lot of weirdness. <laughs> Any more clowns for Hulk to smash? It's so Why, yes, fun. sir, there are. I'm just helping him out put his helmet on. I really, really like it. I think it's cute. But this is kind of your first look at these characters. We don't get a lot of backstory. We are just kind of thrown in there in a very James Gunn kind of fashion of, yeah. there's this planet for reasons. That's fine. They read from the Gideon Bible and don't don't worry about it. I mean, this this is so James Gunn. I mean, he talks like Drax, the Hulk does here. Exactly. He's just much more matter of fact than that kind of Hulk smash. There is, there's a little bit of, you know, smart Hulk thrown in here. Yeah. But for sure. It works really, really well. So then our other issue that I think is the great pairing here is the, the Annihilation series as a whole is really, really fun. Love that series. It's so well done. That art is. Stud- Look at this yeah, cover. Yeah, I, I mean, this is this this oh, stuff is great. It's so fun and weird. And, and it's been collected. The Annihilation series has been... Oh, yeah. I mean, these issues, too, now, if you want to get these, they're starting around 40 bucks just for this. And look at the costumes. Where have you seen those before? We got that in the trailer, too. But I love this kind of just, like, Burton-esque approach to Rocket and Groot, almost. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a fun, stylistic choice. But in this Annihilation series, we have these kind of... A plots and B plots, like you would have in television and everything. And the Groot and Rocket story is really, really fun because we do dive into uh, Rocket's past about how he's lost so much of his memory, why he lost his memory, um, more about his home world and his origins, his old friends and allies. And we have Layla in that as well. But it's a really, really cool look at how, you know, he used to be this security officer, for lack of a better term, for Half World protecting them, but ultimately has to make the choice of, I, oh, I really think I should be protecting the galaxy and I should be off with Groot and be doing like what the Annihilators do or doing what Groot and I do of this kind of, you know, mercenary work out in space because we can do a lot of good out there. I think we think about Rocket a lot of times as just kind of this like little stinker, stealing arms and eyes. Sure. But he he really is, you know, this swashbuckler in the comics. Yeah. Which is so fun. No, it's 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 kind of what they did sometimes with Nightcrawler in yes. the X-Men cuz Nightcrawler has a swashbuckling component to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean th- th- this is all very very cool stuff and you know James Gunn clearly went back into all of this and oh, was yeah. inspired by you know it, it's funny because I I think that I think that the loss of James Gunn for these kinds of movies, I don't see that there's anybody who could really um, uh, succeed him in the role of creating these films because it is a very difficult, again, tonal sensibility to be able to pull this kind of thing off. Yeah, I mean, just look at this panel. 
How, what other director could get away with doing something like this, of having this setup, of having, you know, a raccoon strapped to a chair, going through, you know, regaining their memories, really going through a harrowing experience, very akin to, to Logan going right. through the, um, the program, right? And getting, you know, the adamantium put in him and his memories erased and all of that. It's very much in that same vein, but with a little woodland creature. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and again, in live action, even though it's you know obviously CG, yeah. it's still very, very difficult to pull this off. For sure. Well, and I think that's why, too, having the pairing of working with his brother, who does fantastic mocap work. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, the vocal performance is really, really done and well. Like, he does a great job, Bradley Cooper, doing the voice of Rocket, giving us that kind of weird Joe Pesci thing that we weren't expecting from Cooper. But Sean Gunn's body language and improvisation, which has led to a lot of, you know, Rocket's iconic lines, like you're making me kick grass and all this stuff, or now we're all standing around like a bunch of idiots. Those all come from him. He has such a great understanding of this character. And I think the two of them together would just be able to nail scenes like that of making it really hit emotionally, feel real and grounded, but still have the wacky absurdity of raccoons in space doing their thing. It's true. And uh, I think that one of the great things about that trailer for Guardians 3 is that it does show us the direction that, that James Gunn has decided to go even further into all of this lore. Mm-hmm. And we're going we're gonna to learn a lot more about the high evolutionary and all of his, his whatever business he's getting up to. Yeah, just why he does what he does. Why does he do what he do, does? Mm-hmm. Why did he create Counter-Earth, which is like a moment outside of... Well, you know... That brings us to something that has nothing to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy, even no. though I do have Guardians of the Galaxy figures. Uh, I brought in a redhead today. Shocker. I know, right? Wow. Uh, it is a shocker. <laughs> Although this character, to be fair, has had multiple hair colors. Very true. And I even have multiple hair color action iterations of her in hot toy form. That also does not surprise me. I know. That's but this awesome. is this is uh this one is from her latest movie. A little controversial choice from Phase 4. It opens up Phase 4. But this is, of course, our favorite Russian, your favorite Russian, everyone's favorite Russian, (laughs) Natasha. Hello, everybody. I am here with the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, the Titan of Twerking, and the Sultan of Sugar Daddies. Wow. Rob, we all know you love redheads. Which specific redhead did you bring with you today? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I never thought that I would collect as many female... 12-inch figures as I've collected since I've been collecting Hot Toys. And I think I have like seven different versions of this particular redhead because I've been getting them since Iron Man 2. But this is definitely one of the best. This is Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow. This release comes to us from the movie Black Widow. It is the latest release. I am a huge fan of this version of Black Widow. She comes with her, call them their nunchucks, her 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 her, her weapons. I, I left them in the sheaths here where you can see them here. They do a great job. The costume. I love the the um the head sculpt here. I think it's a great head sculpt. They do a really good job with her molded hair. There have been other Black Widow figures that have rooted hair. Some of them are better than others. But I really love this figure. This really captures Natasha in all of her glory. Uh, She's a total badass. And again, it's like every time Hot Toys releases a figure, 
you, I always think to myself, well, do I have to buy another version of this character? And for this movie, they've put out two. This is the classic Black Widow. I mean, you could say she's the Black Widow from Endgame if you wanted to. They also have just released from the same movie in her white snowsuit. And of course, I had to order that. Um, I really love these figures. I think they do a great job. This comes with a lot of different accessories. Well, at least a lot of hands and then various versions of her, her, her weapons. I don't know what they're called. I want to say nunchucks, but they're not really nunchucks. Pikes, spikes, whatever. They're not spikes. I don't know what they're called. Her batons, that's what they're, like, battle batons. Mm -hmm. um, and they're really, really cool. So I, uh, and, and you've got ones that are articulated and whip out. And then you've got solid versions of them. So this is a great figure, great accessories. If you like Black Widow, this is one of the best Black Widows they've ever done. Highly recommended. And, you know, going into that winter Christmassy season, uh, Black Widow's from Russia, which is cold and they have snow. So maybe she's like a Christmas figure. Maybe. Well, I think she's a Christmas figure. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's uh, that's the new Black Widow figure from the movie Black Widow. And uh, they're also, they've released, I, I showed Taskmaster already. Mm -hmm. um, there is um, the white-suited Black Widow that's also out. Nice. And then they're doing Yelena. Oh, cool. So that's, and then they're supposed to do David Harbour's character, but. I would totally buy a Red Guardian. I would love to have Red Guardian but they've they've shown the prototype. Who knows if we'll actually get it? Mm. But I'd like to get it because he's going to be in Thunderbolts. Yeah. So I would really like to get one of him as Santa. Oh, well, in Violent Night? Yeah. That'd be good. I don't know that'd if anyone nice. will do that. Neko will probably do that. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, you know what that also brings us to? What, Rob? People. Them. Aww. Our trusted and beloved viewers mm -hmm. who are going to join us in a second. We've got to hear from them. It is, after all... We're in a partnership here. Yeah. So let's see, Chris, what our viewers have to say to us. Okay, from Jonathan Schultz. Honest thoughts on Mystery Men. Absolutely love the movie. Highly underrated with so many great actors. Incredibly hilarious take on the superhero genre. Rob, how do you feel about Mystery Men? Well, look. <laughs> okay, I, I, I did, to be fair, uh, Kino Lorber. Uh, I do have the new Kino Lorber 4K Mystery Men disc. Ooh. And rewatched it, and I liked it more than I did the first time. Okay, I just think that the there is a lot of funny stuff in it. I think the problem is you can't take any of it seriously. It's all kind of a goof, and if everything is a goof, then I there's got to be some grounding in reality for me to. Mm. I think that if it had come out five years later, it would have been a different kind of a film. But it is also based on a, a comic. And I should say, the costume design in the movie is great, done by Marilyn Vance, who is the founder of Designing Hollywood, along with Martika Ibarra. Mm -hmm. So, good things. Yeah. I always thought it was fun. It was a great lampooning of the superhero genre. And I like the bowler in Le Spain. Yeah. And, and Kel does a great job as the Invisible the Man. Raja. There's, yeah. There's, all, there's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of fun movie. things in there. And I will say this. I'd forgotten how lush. I mean, it's a pretty great-looking movie. Yeah, the aesthetic is really cool. <clears throat> yeah, and the disc is incredible. Ooh. So there you go. Barum, CJ Rebirth. Hi, Chris. Hi. 
I was wondering if you've seen Disney's Flubber. <laughs> Reason I ask is because I was surprised to find out when I got older that Jody Benson voiced Weibo. Yes, that is Jody Benson voicing that lovely little robot. And also when she projects herself in human form, that is the real Jody Benson. Uh, Jody Benson is, of course, the voice of Ariel the Little Mermaid. This is the remake of Flubber. Yes. Not the real Flubber. This is the remake with Robin yeah. Williams, which was excellent. Yeah, it was not bad. A little conga line of Flubber. No, it's it's true. That's it's cute. true. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just remembered the other one. That's, that's I think, fair. Wasn't Fred McMurray in the first one? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. That's Flubber. I mean, I, I grew Williams. up with that one. I grew up with Robin Williams. I one. know. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a fetus. That's better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> From Sam Fisher, one of two. Rob, my worry with Netflix's One Piece is what it can cover. Logically, you can cover the East Blue Saga, but there's no way to cover the whole thing in 10 episodes without major cuts and with the way Netflix cancels shows. It might not even make it to uh, Skypea before cancellation. Hopefully Chris can explain better. Uh, honestly, I don't even know how a 10-episode One Piece series even gets greenlit. I, I'm like, so whose confused. idea was that? I mean, Netflix really is trying to make the anime adaptation work. Right? They're really giving it the old college try. Just like, let's keep going, guys. But that show is so expansive. And sure, a lot of it is filler. Some of you might argue with me, but gosh, it's hundreds of episodes, y'all. Like, I, I don't know how you even approach it. You can whittle it down, obviously, but what, what do you cherry pick from that? Yeah, and uh, I, for me, it's going to be the tone. Mm -hmm. what, how is that going to work? Yeah. And I, I, I just think that sometimes... I mean, and, and it's going to be a very curious case study, but I look, I'm, I'm looking for, I, I want to see it just to see what, what it is. Oh, same. I, I mean, I'm in, I will watch those 10 episodes, hopefully with, with uh, delight. Yeah. I'm, I'm just excited about the use of practical sets. I think that's so cool. Jonathan, you know, somebody working on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. My camera is on. Uh, yeah. I just actually uh, found out one of my neighbors is doing all the previs for it. It's so. really cool. I'll have to talk to him. Yeah. I think at least it should look really cool. It's funny. Previsiting an animated show that's run a thousand episodes, wouldn't they just take the episodes? And I know it's a whole different thing, but still, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Definitely will be. For um, Jeffrey Lindenblatt, brought and watched this week on physical media by the... Brought and watched this week on physical media, by the way. 1932, Shandu, The Magician, a comic book film before there were comic books. Rob, do you agree? You know, I have never seen that movie. I've always wanted to see that film. Very cool that you got it. I, I, I didn't know, to be honest, I didn't know it was out. So um, I need to, I haven't seen it. Is it, I, I wonder if somebody like Eureka puts it out. I want to, I definitely will look for that as soon as I get home because I'm going to buy some discs today. Ooh, fun. From Sam Fisher, Chris, yes. Do you watch or have you ever seen Bleach? No, I have not. I've gotten back into it since the anime reboot. It's fantastic. The animation is gorgeous. I'm very aware of Bleach. I know it's out there. I've just never sat down to watch it. I don't know why. Well, just... you know, there's just very few animated shows that Japan's put out. There's so few. I mean, you could eventually see them all. I know. One day. But sometimes I got to watch shows for this, too. Have you ever seen Bible Black? No. Mm, you should watch that. Okay. No, you shouldn't. Is that spooky? No. Is it, is it anti? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Make a great CW show. Ooh. <laughs> Not a different CW in <laughs> hell. 
when when we lived at my old place, we were watching Food Wars, and we didn't have an air conditioning unit, so we'd leave the door open a lot and try to have a fan up there. And so my neighbors would constantly hear the Food Wars stuff happening and think we were just watching horrific Japanese porn. Wow. Um, but now we have Central AC, and I can watch things with my door closed. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no judgment from my neighbors. That's good. Yeah, it's nice. Let me watch my Food Wars in peace. From Jeffrey Lindeblot again. This is the 12th issue of the Weekly Hero. Favorite or best 12th issue? Wow. Oh, Alpha Flight. Ooh. Alpha Flight 12. Ooh. And the thing is, I can't, I can't talk about why. Well, I guess I, the fate of a character. Um, does that actually happen at the end of 11? Or at the end? Vindicator's death. And then it's, it's, it goes into, yeah, okay, there you go. That's that's for those of you who know, you know, but that was the first thing that popped to my into mind, my mind. But I don't I don't think I could come up with an episode uh, 13, 14. I couldn't keep doing this because <laughs> I'm shocked that you can just even do it. Yeah, I'm oh. so bad at knowing. OK, what John Burns run of Alpha Flight issues one to 24. I loved, 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 loved them. And why they haven't. Why Alpha Flight is not in the MCU, I do not know. I mean, maybe they think the characters are too derivative with other characters. Like Sasquatch is kind of the Hulk. Marina is too much like Namor or whatever. Yeah. But I love, you know, North Star. And I I, I love Alpha Flight. And I would love to see them do it. I feel like we'll get there. So. One day. From Noah Drazen. I think I figured out my first hot toy. I think I'll get the armored Thanos from Endgame. Do you have this one, Rob? I have three Thanoses from Endgame and Infinity War. I have the armored Thanos. I have the unarmored Thanos. And I have the battle-damaged armored Thanos. And uh, I also have Thanos' throne from his ship. Yeah. You know, I should bring that in one day. Put him in the thinker pose. Uh, I'm a big... that's That's a very chonky... Chonky, uh, chonky boy, as Justin would say. Um, it's a great figure. I love that figure. I love the fan, the fan eye. Just call him the fan eye. Yeah, if you have I love my Thanos. The Thanos The Thanos yes. Thanos If you love Thanos, buy it because they're good. From Aaron Standwood, I primarily read comic series with endings like Watchmen, Preacher, and Sandman. My absolute favorite is Transmetropolitan. Thoughts on this on the series, and what are your favorite series with endings? Well, I love Transmet. I have the absolute editions of Transmetropolitan. Um, Spider is a what a great character that uh, I, that's a great it's a, that's a great comic. I don't know. I mean, comics. Sandman's my favorite comic series of all time, and it has one of the best endings. But even that even that series ending was not quite the end of Sandman. They went out and did they did um the Dream Hunters and then they went and did Sandman Overture, which I th- actually think is great. But in terms of comic series that end, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of one. Like I really liked Camelot three thousand. That was a twelve Ooh, issue series that yeah. had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was gonna say like Vigilante. Vigilante did not end well. Adrian Chase blew his head off. At the end of that comic series, I had all true. 50 issues of that. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Comics that ended. I mean, V for Vendetta. I, most Alan Moore stuff. Right. It comes to an end. And I think V for Vendetta does a good job. A lot of just one-off comics, too, like Blankets 
or um, Goodbye Chunky Rice, you know, stuff like that, I yeah. think is, is really well done. Yeah. Did Sex Criminals end? Sex Criminals is over, right? That's I, a great uh, comic series. <laughs> I don't know if it mm. ended or not. I need to catch up on that. Al Renshaw, how likely is it that we some of the Fox that we see some of the X Men Fox X Men characters pop up in Secret Wars? I think we're in for some big surprises. Oh, where's Ray? We need him for your that. I, I think that they don't have to do the, if they're doing the Hickman Secret Wars. They need a lot of characters to pull that off. Same with Kang Dynasty, and I don't. I think they're going to have to bring every character from every place to make all that work. Yeah, I mean. Because that's a huge. I mean, that, I love that Secret Wars story. Hickman's Secret Wars from what 2015 or something. I believe so. I, that was awesome. I yeah. mean, I had so much fun with that. But it has a massive cast of characters. It's it's literally everyone. It's every single character. Yeah, and the and the, the different factions and Doctor Doom, and you've got the Thor core and the all. It's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they going to bring back Jane Foster? I don't know, but I that uh, otherwise how it, it's it. With the characters they have now, it'd be like a secret skirmish. They're not going to have a secret war. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. It's just some like very tense lunches at this point. I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who's left? <laughs> um, from David Gonzalez. I was curious what shows do y'all love to rewatch? Minor MASH, Star Trek Voyager, West Wing, Battlestar, and The Office. And welcome back, Rob. <clears throat> Thanks, David. Um, I love The West Wing. I rewatch West Wing. You know what I've been rewatching? One of my favorite series from the 80s, Wise Guy. Ooh. <coughs> Excuse me. Wise Guy with Ken Wall. It's kind of like uh, Donnie Brasco, but before Donnie Brasco was Donnie Brasco. Oh, cool. It's about a, a, a undercover cop played by like a greaser from New York. Nice. Vinny Terranova. And Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, is... One of the main characters. He oh, plays his handler. Actor. Oh, he's nice. great. Jonathan Banks is great. Oh, man. And it was right after he'd done his turn as the henchman in Beverly Hills Cop. So I love that, too. But, you know, I'll, Battlestar Galactica. You know what I've been doing? I watch a lot of clips from shows on YouTube just because they pop up and I'll go down a rabbit hole. I do that with TNG all the time. Yeah. I'm and just like, oh, it's here. It's right there. Although I did show because I worked on the Blu-rays for TNG over Thanksgiving we watched uh, the Chain of Command Blu-ray, parts one and two, but put mm-hmm. together as a one movie. Ooh. And uh, boy, they hold up, especially on Blu-ray. Oh, those are Damn, so they look good. Yeah. I rewatch, I rewatch The West Wing. I usually rewatch Newsroom, because I really oh, enjoy yeah. that too. Um, Gallivant is one that I rewatch, but that's because I'm a sucker for a musical. Love Alan Menken. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, and of course, I think my most, re- more than Star Trek is, the original Star Trek is the show I've watched the most in mm-hmm. my life. But- Second is the original Twilight Zone. Ooh. The original Twilight Zone is one of my, I think there's 157 episodes. That's Mm -hmm. my favorite, other than Star Trek. I think it's probably the greatest TV show of all time, only because it was so groundbreaking. Is there like a season for that, though? Like around Halloween, are you like, I'm going to rewatch Twilight Zone? No, because the great thing about Twilight Zone episodes is they're so, they vary so wildly in tone. Mm -hmm. There's really heartfelt, emotional ones, there's scary ones. Um, the the reason I love the Twilight Zone is because the first episode that I ever watched was to serve man. It's a cookbook. Yeah. And when I was like five, when I saw it, because it was for I it was all on the same channel in Seattle, and so they were like in a block or something. So I saw them all at once. And when 
you know, at five years old when you had to, you have to think about that. It's Mr. Chambers, you know, to serve man, it's, it's a cookbook. And as a little kid, I'm like, it was hard for me to make that leap, understanding what a cookbook meant to serve man. Oh, they're, they're talking about cooking human beings. Mm -hmm. And after I realized that it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. And I loved it. Oh yeah. Loved it. That shit was messed up. Oh, I also rewatch um, Over the Garden Wall around Halloween and Last uh, Airbender. Oh, Watch that great. all the time. Freaking love that. I have a steel book of that. You Nickelodeon do? gave me like a fancy collector's version. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah there's your cool. physical media collection mm -hmm. right there. It's very limited, but it sits out with um the Bill one that you got me. Right. Yeah, they're that like belt. right on display. It's that the Cowboy Bebop I have signed by Steve Bloom, and then um my avatar. The Bell, yeah, the Bell. That's a great. That movie's great. So good. It looks incredible <gasps> in 4K too. Stunning. I love it. Incredible. From Al Renshaw, thoughts on the high evolutionary being the one to create mutants and bring them into the MCU. It would make sense, and I think <clears throat> that makes sense. Well, we don't know that that's confirmed yet. For sure. And I, I do think that that could be interesting, but then the question remains, have there always been mutants on Earth? I mean, the idea that the mutant gene might have come from the high evolutionary is interesting, but I, I don't know how much I like the fact that mutants are engineered because then their struggle with humanity is not – it gives more of a reason for humanity to be like you You people are products of controlled genetics as and, opposed to being naturally occurring. And so many people would side with Magneto so much more quickly too of we are superior. Yeah. We were made this way. Yes. That's the point. Yes. We were made by the high evolutionary. Yeah. Bye-bye. I think because of what X-Men is supposed to stand for just from a societal standpoint, I don't think you can do that because then it loses that outskirts of society situation. Yes. And their natural people are naturally occurring. Yes. And that's that's definitely a subtext that has developed underneath. And can you imagine? I mean, as we move, as our own civilization moves into genetics mm -hmm. and, and being able to control the genome or whatever, if you look at fertility rates around the world, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, if we're going to start doing that, we better get our shop in order very quickly because people are going to want to get rid of whomever they want to get rid of. Yeah, which is terrifying. I don't like the idea of the high evolutionary controlling genetics. Exactly. Plain I mean, God. Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't dig it. No. But hey, we'll see. We'll if see it's, it hey, if it's a great story. Yeah. We all can be super spooked out by it. <laughs> Al Renshaw, hashtag Batman Beyond crew all day. It'll happen even if John wants to take it away from us. He can't. You can't stop the signal, man. Come uh, on. We. This is the shway. This, this is the shway. <laughs> I, I, Why don't we have a merch store? Gosh. We, we should have a merch. We come up with bangers we, all the time. Yeah, but we, we yes, we, well, we do have a merch store. Do we? Yeah. We, we don't sell like catchphrases. And uh, things, we should, we? though. Are we getting a cut from that? Uh, probably not. What is happening here? We can make our own merch store. Who's going to know? That's true. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about this in private. It's true. Perfect. From Joel, I love the Weekly Hero and hope you guys are having a great day. Can you guys mention the hot toy prices? Well, thank you. We love that you love this and we hope you're having a good day too. Hot toy prices vary well, pretty wide. Yeah, hot, hot toy prices actually do vary depending on where you buy them. Because the problem with hot toys is they're distributed, they're main distributed in, in China. And so getting them to America adds a huge fee. Usually, like right now, there are companies like Toys Wonderland that are having crazy sales on hot toys, or they need to get rid of their inventory. I just noticed at lunch 
that apparently I pressed a button at some point. Remember I said earlier today that I didn't buy anything? Yeah. Apparently I did buy something. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to buy anything, but apparently I did buy something. But like Hot Toys, uh, it really depends. But usually they float between now. Your average Hot Toy price is 250 bucks. I mean, I hate to say it, yeah. but it is. That's if you buy it at Sideshow. The thing about buying at Sideshow is... I'm I'm a huge fan of Sideshow Toys. There's SideshowToy.com, I think. Um, they have great customer service. They will help you out. They've got pay-as-you-go plans. I mean, that's the dangerous thing about, like, Sideshow. You can prepay something, and then you don't even know they're taking money away from you. Yeah. So, and then suddenly you've got eight toys that roll up on your, your front doorstep, and your girlfriend's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, baby. I, 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 I've been waiting for this. Like, I literally got yesterday. They're not hot toys, but they were figures I bought. I saw this on your Instagram, I think. Yeah, I, I, in 2019. I, it, Vincent Hanna and Neil McCauley, mm-hmm. De Niro and Pacino from Heat. Yes. And they're pretty good. They're made by Present Toys. I actually put them in, I stuck them in the movie room, our new mm-hmm. media room. Just on display there. And so that's kind of my, I'm, I'm going, okay, mea culpa. So if Elizabeth goes, <laughs> where did those come from? I'm like, they were just down in the garage. I got, I got those back in 2019, baby. Yeah, man. What are you talking about? It's true. Man, that that BOGO thing that Sideshow is doing right now, too, is dangerous. It's so bad. I mean, I, I, I was on there. and So Sideshow is running a deal now. If you buy one, if it's part of their BOGO deal, you can get a second one for 50% off. So... I mean, that, uh, but they all, like, they've got their own, like, Sideshow made a Job of the Hut throne room that's like 800 mm-hmm. bucks. But if you think about it, and it is it is so cool. I mean, They're and, really but bad. you get, buy one, get one half off. I did it. And I'm on a wait list now for another thing. It's a slippery slope. It's terrible. What has become of me? Don't blame us. We take no, no. responsibility. No. Marriages, relationships. Some don't survive hot I was toys. Gonna say, I'm thriving because of doing this. Yeah, well, We're you like, might be. I, I already was like, oh, I'm going to win Christmas, baby, because you're getting two things now from Sideshow. Well, that yeah, and there you go. It's on the way, maybe. Ooh, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Hot toy prices are pricey. But, you know, looking on the secondary markets, you can always get deals used. Um, yeah. So, you well, know, always Amazon look for that kind of stuff. refurbished or used ones, too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joel. Um, going to the 4DX for the first time, and I'm going to see Avatar 2 in 3D. Nice. <gasps> That's the way to do it. I love 4DX. You get to go on a ride and see a movie? It's dope Yeah, as no, I can't deal. No? I can't. I, yeah. I like it. Okay. It's hard to eat concessions, though, while you're doing it. Yeah, and also, also, I don't want to move when my movies. Oh, we saw Sonic in 4DX, and it was hilarious. Okay, it was well, so fun. All right. Now, do you have tickets to see Avatar 2? I don't. I'm so irresponsible. I didn't do pre-sale. My I'm, friends all have tickets. Yeah, I'm seeing it Thursday night close to here, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, in IMAX 3D, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Yeah, I have that Regal right next to me, so sometimes I just take for granted that I can just walk over there and go get tickets when I want. Yeah. And then I forget about highly anticipated films. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, people already bought these because they plan shit. Well, it was really interesting to see that first weekend is going to be a banger Ooh, because yeah. a lot of those seats are already sold out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Taylor's already got two sets of tickets. Of course I'm, he does. I'm real bummed too because he was like, "Oh yeah, me, me and our, our friend Scott are going." And I was like, "Why am I not invited to any of this?" Yeah, man, come on, hook a brother up. He never invites me. Of course, introduce it's a long my drive. friends to each other, and then they don't include me. That's friggin' weird. rude. FOMO, man. From strong nerd. 
it seems like these theaters are going to be dusty or someone's going to be cutting onions during Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I will absolutely break down and cry in front of everyone if Rocket dies. I cry ugly. I, strong nerd, so do I. I just don't. That's like killing a dog. Of course, Disney so did cruel. put out Old Yeller. Yeah. So. I think, I feel like they'd do it. I don't want them to. But I'll, I'll, I'll cry. I will openly weep about a CGI raccoon. I know who I am. All right. Well, you know, if James Gunn's going to kill a CGI raccoon, he will make you cry. I know. Are you a crier in movies? I know you cried in Star Trek. I cried in Star Trek. I cried in The Color Purple. Yeah. I cried in Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, I cried in Catwoman. Because of how bad it was? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't fair. good. Because, I, uh, I mean, you've seen me because of like Lightyear. I sob. I, I sob in movies. I cried in Amelie. <gasps> oh. I cried in Am- when Amelie brings the little box, the 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 metal metal box she finds in the floorboards of mm-hmm. her bathroom, and fi- finds Broduto, and and he, uh, when he opens the box, and the, I lost it. Yeah. Amelie's one of my favorite movies. Film. If you haven't seen Amelie, you need to see Amelie, and if you have a heart and you're a romantic, watch Amelie. Yeah. It's an incredible film. But where is that 4K disc? Yeah. Yeah, and if they do put it out and it's only out in France, don't don't be stingy, French people. Put some English subtitles on it. Because, you know, when I bought, I, the first time I bought Amelie, it was a Japanese disc. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any English subtitles on oh, it. Oh, boo. I know. But I mean, if it's I a like, French one, Elizabeth can just translate the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, was, she, was, she would watch that one. She didn't <gasps> care if I knew what was going on or not. Aww. I had to wait and get that Miramax disc later. She was later. like, listen, motherfucker, look at all these hot toys. I'm watching this in French. You know, I got Pulp Fiction this week on the new 4K Pulp Fiction. Now, Paramount owns Miramax titles. So come on, Paramount. Put out English Patient. Put out yeah. Amelie and whatever Dude. else. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> From Corey R. For Rob, you had a Frederick Douglass sticker on your microphone designed by a local artist here. Did you get that in Rochester, New York? Delirious made it. Wow, Corey. Now, I, you know what? That, the reason, I, so I have a Frederick, I love, Frederick Douglass was one of my favorite American states people and one of the great orators in American history. I was sent a, I, I don't, so people send me stuff because uh, my own YouTube channel and they sent me a packet of stickers from that, I didn't know. It was, I did not know that artist, and and that was the that I'm like, oh, I'm putting this on my microphone, and so that's where I, that's why where I, I got that from, and I I don't remember who sent it to me, but it it came in a pouch of other like Einstein, so um they they all were by that same artist. I did not know that. That's fascinating. Very cool. Bless you. From Corey R. again, for Chris. When you worked for Disney, was it the college program? I did Disney college program spring 2010 and worked food carts at Magic Kingdom. Oh, Corey, yeah, I was in the Disney college program. I did the entertainment stuff being a uh, character, which then I transitioned to character management because I am wildly claustrophobic. So I didn't do well in some of those suits. Wow. Yeah, but I, I was also in the college program many moons before you, my friend. Was there in 2006? Yeah. Don't look at me. Uh, when when did I go to college, Rob? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 2006. From Joshua Rivera. Hello, heroes. Rob, I'm a collector. I get all pop culture movie merch like the coins, buckets and cups, posters, etc. But never got a hot toy. But that changed. I got all Bad Batch their faces. Uh, I got all Bad Batch. Their faces are real and sick. 
The Bad Batch Hot Toys are incredible. Ooh. They're really gorgeous. I, I have not, I, I did not get any of the, buying Star Wars Hot Toys, is that's the road to ruin. Because what's really interesting about uh, Hot Toys in um, Hong Kong is because when Star Wars came out, the Chinese did not allow Star Wars to play. So... Star Wars does not have the cultural relevance that it does in the West. So the hot toys that they put out sell really well here. Well, every place other than China. And they've been putting out so many great Star Wars hot toys. I just, I had to stop between the Mandalorian stuff. But those bad batch figures are beautiful. Cool. They're beautiful. I'll have to check those out. If I'm rich, I'm going to go back and buy all the ones I didn't buy. So I'm... I would, I would buy those bad bad I love figures. that as a rich eccentric move for you. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I mean, you know, I'm getting you're getting to the point where I I mean, I'm not like Boris Balkan in the Ninth Gate that I'm still going to be spending millions of dollars on books when I'm like 75. I wouldn't do that. But if I was rich, I would still just buy all the hot toys I want at least for another couple of years. Yeah. And then I would end because what are you going to do with them all? That's very true. You know. Just have a hot toy collecting is young man's game. Mm. I wish. Look, I wish I was still thirty-two. I'd buy them all. I'd work harder too. I'm I'm too poor to get in that game. Goodness gracious! From Hoser Mays at the Game Awards, Spider-Man Two trailer Lego MS. Uh, I'm not sure. All the Game Awards, Spider-Man Two trailer. Oh wait, is there a wait? Wait. A Spider-Man 2, like Spider-Man the game, they're set the trailer for Sp- the Spider-Man 2 game? Maybe, but that already... Well, we have the Miles Morales one in there. Yeah, the Mar- but the this might one? be a new one. Um, Maybe. And Lego uh, Marvel something? I don't know, maybe. Lego. I'm not sure. Let, you can clarify in the chat, too, if because we're not getting it. Um, Scotty Hale. Hey, Rob, don't know what they told you, but The Boys Season 4 and Gen V will be aired at the same time. The Boys twice a week injected into my veins now. Yeah, but then I'll have to go confess to my priest twice a week for loving yeah. the show as much as I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the thing is that 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 was a Generation V. Yeah, it, Gen V. Gen V. That show looks bananas. Yep. Like how many people die at that at that college? What are they always covering up student deaths? Yeah, they have a very high mortality. I rate. want to join a frat at that college. Oh god, the hazing would be horrifying. Wow. Boo. I, I, I was gonna make a worse joke, but I'm not gonna do it. Okay. I just you tell no. me off camera. No, no, no. No, is that bad? It's bad. Gosh, Bobbert. Yeah, it's I'm not gonna Good say Lord. it. Nah, terrible. I'm I'm awful. <laughs> Uh, from J. Jav Dav. Do y'all remember the Marvel comic Son of Satan? I remember it, but I didn't get it. I don't have it. But there it is. Look at that. Yeah. You know, I wonder how they felt about this in the uh, in the Bible Belt. Probably not great. Probably not. And you know what? Uh, uh, he looks a little um, Greek to me. As opposed to Although he's redhead. demonic? Yeah, he. This, this now. Now I need to go back and I, I wonder if they're going to collect this in an anthology. Ooh. I want one. The spine tingling first issue. Yeah, down into the depths. I guess of hell. son of Satan would. He's trying to repent for his father's sins. Is that the deal? I believe so. I don't know, but I, I, now I want it. Yeah, because it's him con- confronting his his father. Yeah, yeah, going against his dad. Sweet. The battle only one of us 
will survive. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. It's like the game Hades. Oh, they're coming oh. to get us now. <laughs> That's your ride? That is my ride. Oh, no. From CJ Rebirth, another thing I love about celeb VA acting, voice acting is when I learn he or she was the voice. Like Howie Mandel did Gizmo in the Gremlins movies. Yeah. What? He's yeah. Gizmo? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dip. That's awesome. Wow, you're young. That's real fun. Young, young, Because yeah, that came out in, what, 87? 84. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't an idea yet. Yeah. 84. I got to see Gremlins um, at Synespia a couple of years ago in one of those great uh, Hollywood hotels. It was super fun. Oh, that's cool. Was, was there really a lot bad. of people? Yeah, it was great. They do photo booths and stuff, too. Wow. It's real cute. Nice. This year's are uh, Black Swan and Die Hard. Wow. Is that going to be this December? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're going to be real, real fun. Two good Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Fun for the whole family. Soothius. Because it'll be six years between Endgame and Kang Dynasty, I expect to see more character interactions in the movies and, t- and shows. The Marvels is an example. Yeah, I mean, seeing all those, th- those three characters together, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, there's reports about even they're adding, I read today, that they're adding uh, Carol Danvers' husband. Oh. They cast a Korean actor to play her husband who's Prince somebody from somewhere. Oh. Which I'm not sure. <laughs> Prince, somebody, Prince somebody, from somebody from somewhere, somewhere. Mm. is Carol Danvers' husband. <laughs> I'll have That's, to look into that. There you go. Very cool. Yeah. From J. Jab Dav again. In my opinion, everyone will die except Rocket and Groot. Whoa. Dark ending. But do they all have to die? Does everybody have to die? I guess they might. I just can't imagine with Secret Wars coming that they're going to want anybody to die because they're going to need everybody. All hands on deck. Yeah. I'm still worried about Glenn Close. Did Glenn Close, did Thanos get rid of Glenn Close? Is she gone? She, maybe she just retired. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see Glenn Close come back. Maybe she'll be in Guardians 3. Me too. I just loved how honest she was about being in it too. She's like, I like to make art house films. This funds me being able to do art house films. Yeah, it's, yeah. Come on, bring <laughs> back uh, Glenn Close. She's great. She's great in everything. Uh, David Gonzalez, like most, I'm a bit iffy on phase four, but honestly, looking back for me, it was the best scored phase so far. Shang-Chi and Black Panther 2 especially stand out. I would I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, beautiful music. The music's great. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. From uh, J. Jab Dab, who's the villain in the Game of, th- uh, G- Game of Thrones? Wow. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. Well, the, the High Evolutionary. Evolutionary. Yeah. Um, and it's the same actor from uh, Peacemaker. Yes. Yes, it He's is. He's great. So I'm excited to see I what he does with him. this. Yeah. That'll be super, super fun. Um, so we'll see what he has to do in this one. A Sith Lord. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited for the Bad Batch. I grew up with the Clone Wars coming out around 12 years old, and I'm 23 now. My God. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, the the I actually watched the trailer today, and it looks pretty good. I mean, the trailer was good. It was neat. Yeah. And I like, you know, the, in the trailer, they're like, more clones are rejecting the older 66. Ooh. See, I need to catch up on that show. I watched a few episodes, and then I can't, kind of gave up. Um, and then one of our viewers of the show, who I've become friends with, Keegan, has said that I really need to give it the go again, because it's really great. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, John's not a fan of Bad Batch, and I only, I, I just didn't watch it, so. Mm. Maybe I'll get back into yeah. it. Yeah, I'll test it, it out. Pretend I'm playing with my hot toys. Oh, real quick. We've got some breaking news. Uh, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3, not moving forward as DC movies hit turning point. This is an exclusive with The Hollywood Reporter. Uh Uh-oh. Why don't you read it since we 
Breaking news. New DC Studios head James Gunn and Peter Safran are in the final stages of prepping their multi-year plan ahead of next week's pivotal presentation to Warner Brothers. Uh, Let's see here. Call it DC Rebirth or DC Genesis. Maybe call it Identity Crisis or Flashpoint. These titles of past DC Comics events series aptly describe the state of Warner Brothers' DC movies, which are on the cusp of a new era, but not before a potentially messy transition period. A cleaning of the slate is common when a new executive team is put on place to run a studio or division, but there's likely little precedence for the amount of Clorox James Gunn and Peter Safran could spray as they prepare to launch DC Studios and guide superhero movies for the next half decade and beyond. Um, The article goes on to say that multiple sources have told The Hollywood Reporter that Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward and is considered dead in its current incarnation. Sources say that Jenkins recently submitted her treatment, co-written by Jeff Johns, and that Gunn and Safran, as well as Warner Brothers Pictures co-chairs and CEOs Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi, broke the news to the filmmaker, telling her that the project, as it stood, did not fit in with the new but still unfolding plans. Oof. By the way, I have that hot toy. Oh, that's a rad one. Well, y'all are going to have fun on tomorrow's show. Wow. (laughs) Wow. You know what? Uh, I would say this. Uh... I, I really like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yes. I love the first Wonder Woman. I hate it. Wonder Woman 84 is one of the most disappointing comic book movies I've ever seen. I had such high hopes for it. Firmly agree. What and a waste I of loved Maxwell Lord when he was introduced in Justice League International. I was a huge fan. Um, boy, did I hate that movie. Yeah. Pedro Pascal tried real hard. He did what he could with what they gave him. They really did a disservice, I think, to Kristen uh, Wiig with Cheetah, how that character unfolded. And just the the way that everything worked with Chris Pine's character was gross. Yeah, it, that film was so ill-conceived on every level. I just, I don't understand how you could just put that little thought into consent. I, I, that that was wild to me of just, oh, oh, I don't like this at all. This is a very inappropriate situation. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just was ex- everything about it was executed so poorly. So I, I get it. You know, it's, it's funny b- being that I was ailing for three days. I actually w- started watching. Actually, I will almost watch the whole thing. Uh, the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, yeah. And I, I, because I don't, I, when I was watching, I'm thinking Patty Jenkins. I mean, um, Gal Gadot is so good when she first meets Bruce Wayne, like at Lex Luthor's party. Um, I loved it. Watching it again, I'm like, I can understand. I mean, the movies, there's not a whole lot of fun in that movie, but I I still like watching it. But Gal Gadot, she deserved better than that Wonder Woman 84 script. That was just an abomination. Mm -hmm. By the way, it's a lot worse than most people comment on. That movie was given a pass because people like Gal Gadot. That film is god awful. Yeah. It's really bad. Like, it's Catwoman bad. It's pretty bad. It's bad. Oof. Well, let's jump back in. Wow, that's super a chat. huge story. Yeah. What? We've Dang. never had breaking news like that's that on the show. That's very exciting. Oh, wow. man. Look at, look at us being legit and shit. Totally. Who would have thought? Not me. From Joseph DePhillips. <clears throat> Rob, what's your go-to place or website for buying physical media? Oh, well, that, it depends. I mean, you know, you know, uh, obviously, I buy a lot of my physical media off Amazon, but I also buy them from the source. I'll go to places like Zavi that now owns Arrow. Um, I'll go to Second Sight to buy Second Sight stuff. I just bought the Frighteners six-disc set from 
turbine in Germany. Um, so wherever I try and buy directly from the company, I'll go directly to Vinegar Syndrome when I buy from them, go to Severin, buy from them. I have a package coming from Imprint uh, in, in Australia. Um, finally, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains starring Diane Lane, a movie. I was, that's one of my DVDs. I'm going to replace very excited. Never thought I'd, you know, get that new disc. What can I say? That's very exciting. I know. Right. Very happy for you. There you go. There you go. From CJ Rebirth again, rewatch Guardians 2 and I still love it. From Peter becoming Pac-Man to now crying inside whenever I hear Brandy singing, my love, my lady is the, oh, can we scroll up? Because I can't see the very bottom of it. Oh, there we go. My love, my lady is the sea. <clears throat> I Look, I really I liked Guardians 2 when I first saw it from the opening sequence when little Groot's dancing. As they yeah. battle that creature. That was so cute. Who, by the way, comes back. Or a version of that creature. Yeah. I love that. I'm in. We love the callback. I do. Mm-hmm. From Affair, do you guys think, with Chris Hemsworth and Elizabeth Olsen winning at the People's Choice Awards, that there's a disconnect between casual moviegoers and the online comic book movie fan community? Yes. Yeah, there's a Grand Canyon yeah. between <laughs> casual moviegoers and the <laughs> online movie pundit community. I mean, and, but that's always been the case. And I think, see, the, the thing about, the thing about I, I think, and I know this is true for me, that with us, with the fan community, we internalize so much of this stuff. Like yeah. the, this, the characters, their plights, their storylines and all that are a part of us and we, we carry them with us as we grow older. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the, on, on this show talking about comic storylines or whatever. Yeah. They've been a part of your life. You, you, most people don't know what the hell you're talking about when you, you mention these things. So... They just go in and sit, sit down and they watch a film and when it's over, they get up and leave. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we like to call them normies or they used to say the mundanes when I was growing up going to yeah. s- conventions. We can't expect – movies are disposable entertainment. And once you start following – I mean the MCU has changed things around for people now because, oh, we've got to follow the whole mythology and things sure. like that. But for the most part, you know, I go home to uh, Seattle where I'm from Nobody cares about any of that stuff. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh, I'm glad you like that new movie. Let's go snowboarding. You yeah. know, that's nobody cares. No, my friends in Texas didn't give a shit. I, I've mentioned it before on the show. I used to drive, gosh, like 20, 30 miles to go to the only comic book shop I could go to, Bedrock Comics, awesome, awesome store, where I'd go get my manga and my comics and my uh, subbed tapes of Sailor Moon because they wouldn't release them in the States. And that introduced me to tons of other anime. But at the same time, too, even though these are things that are very precious to us, you know, a big thing I'm passionate about is just not gatekeeping the fandom. It should be awesome when people get to see something for the first yeah. time. You're part of the lucky 10,000 that doesn't know about this thing. That's friggin' rad. I hope you fall in love with this fandom the same way I do. And I know I've been very guilty, particularly with Thor Love and Thunder. It wasn't exactly like the comic. And that bummed me out. But... I shouldn't have had that expectation anyway. You know, I should have tried to go in with an open mind. And I love that other people loved it. I love that other people then went, man, I want to read a gore comic. Right. That's awesome. That's really, really cool when we can discover fandoms and experience them in different ways. No, I totally agree with that. And and the, the, the thing is, like, you can't expect everybody's different. And you can't expect people to share your passions. I mean, when I was growing up, I was the only person I knew that was as passionate about this stuff 
now now we we live in a renaissance time where I call it the post geek singularity where a geekdom exploded and we won. We inherited the world. Yeah. That was not the case. I mean, I was not. I was a very social kid. I played sports. I had girlfriends. I had jobs. I didn't. But I, no one knew how deep I was like that. I was up in my bedroom with blueprints of the Starship Enterprise spread out around me. Oh, no, okay. I wasn't doing anything untoward. Okay. Because I, I want to keep a mint, right. just so you know. But I mean, memorizing where the bowling <laughs> alley was, it's, you know, it's not a good look. You don't want anyone to know. Yeah. I, I hid my X-Men trading cards from my friends. Yeah. Because that was very uncool. I was unathletic. I had braces. I I was a scrawny little brunette in Texas. I didn't need to add to how nerdy I was. And now it's a little cooler, which is nice. Yeah, that is true. From Jonathan Schultz. So much for my mystery men question. Rob obviously wasn't a fan. Laugh my ass off. Hey. Hey, you know, uh, I just expected something different from it. Yeah. So it to me it was sort of it was easy humor, and it it was making fun of the whole thing in the first place. You know, it yeah. wasn't. It was more of a. It was a farce, not so much a parody. Yeah. Whereas I think things like, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on it? It's so good. The the Tim Allen Sigourney Weaver. Um, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is so great at being both a tribute and lampooning moment yes. of that genre. No, Galaxy Quest was it's is brilliant. It's, it's such a good movie. Brilliant. Love that movie. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Mystery Men was more of the just kind of like poking at it. Well, the problem with Mystery Men is it was a, it was a goof from the beginning. Yeah. You know, they were just doing a a parody of or as a superhero farce. Yeah. But farts are always funny, so well done on that front. It's true. You know. Uh, King Tannic, I'll have to watch the replay for this because I'm so tired from this dang documentary I'm making. Good night. Love you, Chris. Glad to see you better, Rob. Oh. Well, King Tannic's made a really interesting documentary. I will be posting a trailer for it. Uh, or he sent me a link. Very um, cool. Yeah. What's it about? It's about a, let's call it a music group. Okay. Let's call it a music group. Cryptic. I love it. Yeah, well. Very cool. Congrats on all of that. And you rest up. Oh, my goodness. From Zach Worthman, the Guardians, Rocket, Lila, uh, Layla, great and all, but whatever happens in Phase 5, I need my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not Agents of Vomit, John, back in the MCU. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't know what's, uh, do we? I'm not sure we do. I, I mean, like the Avengers. Sword coming in, you know? Yeah, I mean, Sword, I don't know, where. where is S.H.I.E.L.D.? Where are all those helicarriers? Mm-hmm. Where's the Triskelion now? I don't know. I don't think they do either. <laughs> I, I, yeah, in, in a post-snap world, how how are things? I, and again, were they snapped? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I yeah, man. Although I will say this, I think that well, we haven't seen the last of Shield and uh, Secret Invasion. Watch out for that. Yeah, we'll see some stuff from. Uh, oops, can we? From Harv's K, the Incredible Hulk comic introduced both Wolverine and Rocket. The other books can only wish they were this cool. That's true. It's really rad how many characters got introduced through Hulk. Yeah, well, you know, Hulk, people forget that Hulk is a a huge, big mainstay yeah, of Marvel. Yeah, a linchpin character. And when I was growing up, like, Peter David's run on Hulk, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like 300 issues or something, was really, I mean, Hulk was a, he was a bouncer in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, come on. What's not to love? He is. He contains multitudes and has lived many lives. Dale Keown, this version, I think it was Dale Keown's Hulk, that Peter David. I love that. That was a great run. 
from John Redcorn. Over under 30%, Tom, Toby, and Andrew are in Spider-Verse 2. Uh, I think a, so. A, across the Spider-Verse? Yeah. I don't know, but I don't think that they're going to... I don't think so. I don't think they're doing that. Because we already have multiple Spider-Men. Right. Like, and, and Peter Parker's, right? In yeah, addition yeah. to all the other versions and variants we have. So I don't think they would pop up in there. I don't either. Yeah. I do think they're coming back, though. Uh, yeah. For sure. I think Andrew Garfield for sure is. At least. Yeah. It's going to be good. From a Sith Lord. So glad to be getting the weekly hero this week. Rob, I'm glad you're doing uh, better. Uh, I'm glad you're doing okay. Hope you're ready for Freestyle Friday with a new Merz line. Oh, I no. absolutely love that I can share my love for music and comics. Well, we do too. I, yeah. Now I got to listen to Merz or whatever. Yeah, because, so you can get that cadence. Yeah, those are pretty off the rails, those shows. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a great one. Last Friday was good. It was so fun. Yeah, good time. Uh, late night alum, Rob, did you meet and work with Kirstie Alley? No, as, as we all know, uh, Kirstie Alley passed away from uh, cancer, mm-hmm. and, and and apparently she found out that she had it fairly recently. I never met Kirstie Alley. Unfortunately, she didn't like to talk about her work in Star Trek that much, and I never really had an opportunity in my travels to meet her, either at a convention or interviewing her. Um, I was on, we've been recording the, the hundred greatest Star Trek characters, the Inglorious Trexperts, and we, uh, I think the sixth episode, it's going to be a total of eight episodes, I think. Oh my God. Um, each one's like two hours long. Uh, we ended with Kirstie Alley yesterday and uh, I won't tell you where, what number she is, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I never got to meet her. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Kirstie. I, yeah. I was a huge fan though. Same. Huge fan. Same here. From Dance Productions, even more excited for Avatar now that The Weeknd is going to have a song at the end of the movie. Oh, good for you, The Weeknd. How is he alive on Pandora? I mean, I don't think he's like part of the movie, Rob. Oh. I think he's just, you know, doing a song. Maybe Because you never know. There. Maybe he this reincarnates. This could be on Game of Thrones. Maybe Iowa brings him back into the, you know, somehow The Weeknd is oh. one of the kids swimming in the water. That everyone's around the tree and they're all just, ooh, I'm bonded by the light. It's going to be great. <laughs> it could be. I did not know The weekend did this song for that. Yeah. Huh. It's going to be cool. That's cool. Sweet. From Zach Worthman, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., got my first hot toy ever, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider 2017 Toy Fair exclusive. Ooh. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I've always wanted that Ghost Rider. Is that a hot toy? The Ghost Rider on the motorcycle? Yeah. Because- I don't know if that's necessarily Reyes, but that's mm-hmm. a great figure. Yeah. I will say, for all the all the smack that gets talked about Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., I do think Ghost Rider was done in a really fun yeah, way Yeah, they did show. a Ghost Rider figure. It might have been Robbie Reyes, but I always thought it was it was Nicolas Cage because it doesn't have a head sculpt, I don't think. Oh. But it does have the, 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 uh, the motorcycle. Okay. And I never got it, and that was stupid. And I think they did. Maybe they did make a... Robbie Reyes. Come on, past Rob. Why didn't you get it? Uh, I t- I couldn't get everything. I wasn't. Man. I was Poe. That's fair. Um, <laughs> speaking of poor, Allison Hoffman asks, "Does Campia give you a stipend since you have to go pay to see movies for this job?" New. No. From Vixter 5001, did you ever see last year's documentary, Cow? It has broken me. I may now be vegan, beautifully made. I did not see that. I did not see that. I heard about it. But yeah, I mean, look, I think if you watched any movie about how uh, we get our food in this country, yeah. you'd be vegan. Probably. You know, it's, it's, 
I mean, my love language is smoked meats, so sorry. Really, I really like getting a charcuterie. It takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters, if you've seen Motel Hell. Ooh. Have you? No. Oh, you really? You you know what? That might be a horror movie that you would enjoy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Motel Hell. Motel Hell. Yeah. It's from 1980. I'll check it out. I can loan you the disc. Ooh. Okay. It's pretty good. I will borrow physical media, by the way, too. I'm not that level of snobbery. See, here's the thing. I, I, to be honest, I don't let anyone touch my physical media. Oh, really? I don't loan it. I don't know. You just say it? It's all just lip service? Yes. Well. I would rather buy you something and give it to you. Then loan you one because nobody ever gives it back, and when they do give it back, it's smudge. Or so, it drives me crazy. Oh, I would respect it. All but right. I respect I, you your know what? Wishes. You're the only one I trust. Oh, thanks, bud. but you're gonna have to watch Motel Hell now. Well, we're supposed to come over anyway and watch yeah, come over. stuff, so yeah. we'll do it that way. That'd be the best. That That'd way, be all be, of your things yes. are treasured. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'd like. You guys would like it. It'd be fun to have you come over. From bu- 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 I talked to Logan about it too. And he was like, "We're absolutely going over there. It'll be fun as fuck." Oh I yeah, go. Come, yeah, come on over. Um, from Jay Master, Rob Bramastra, Part One, Shiva is now on Disney Plus. <laughs> okay, I did not know this. So this this what's it's that? Real fun looking. Oh, this looks so crazy. I mean, it's it's it looks like an Indian Avengers. It looks really With, cool. It looks really cool. Looks really, and they're really singing, cool. and beautiful Indian girls. I mean, can I say that? What's to beat? Sounds fun. I, uh, yeah. From uh, Gabriel, what's your guys' first guess for the next MCU saga? Hmm. You know, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I I feel like eventually we'll probably approach some kind of version of the the latest Civil War. Although that comic arc was kind of disappointing. Look, if they're going to go somewhere, Avengers versus X Men, mm-hmm. maybe that's the. I don't know. Maybe, but that's I, that's not big enough. I mean, I feel like we've already touched on some House of M kind of stuff too, right? And that's a really iconic run uh, that involves. Everyone. You know what? Age of Apocalypse. Ooh, a how cool would that be? Mm-hmm. Because that way, everybody can have alternate versions of themselves. Yeah. They can do all kinds of craziness. It can be done well. Yeah, they can change <laughs> the whole thing, and they can do the entire like every. Every movie would be new, mm-hmm. and, and and so they wouldn't have to adhere to anything, and then it gets switched back. Yeah. I mean- That'd be fun. Yeah. I dig it. Why not? Yeah. Do we have anything else? All right. Well, wow. Thank you guys so much, because we can't do this show without you. So we appreciate you coming in and writing all your chats and supporting this channel like you do, um, as we like to remind you on every Weekly Hero. If you liked the comics we talked about today or are interested in them, go to your local comic book shop. Go to a brick and mortar and buy that and get it in your hot little hands and read that actual physical copy of that comic book, because we got to keep comic <clears throat> book stores alive and well. That's right. And like and subscribe to this channel. But Chris, mm-hmm. where can people find you online? Oh. The people can find me at actor Chris Carr on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my voiceover studio if you want to learn about doing voiceover, Speak Friend Studio, Instagram, or our website. Um, and this weekend, I'll post it on my social. You can find me on Zoom doing a really cool uh, reading for charity. That's right. Yeah. We'll tell you more about that later. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can find me on Instagram at RM Burnett. Find me on Twitter at Burnett RM. I think I'm on Mastodon. I don't remember. I think it's an RM Burnett. Um, or find me on my own YouTube channel. The Burr Network, and I'm going to be doing an episode of Raw Observations tonight at 8. So join me then. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's Thanks it, for being I guess. Here, guys. That's the end. <laughs>
This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.